Words FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to a conversation with Pastor Devonese. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Friday, November 17th in the year 2023. Finally back, I had an amazing week up in Montana, elk hunting. And for those of you wondering, no, didn't get any elk, but had some great time horseback riding up in the mountains, which was fantastic. And a bunch of other great things went on with some great meetings of new people and just getting to know the country again. We haven't been up there since 2017, so it was really quite amazing. Before we get going tonight, Patriots, one of our great sponsors is Birch Gold. And Birch Gold's Friday, Black Friday, that is, comes to an end this week. That's their Black Friday special. Right now, when you open a gold IRA for every $10,000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. But you have to text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 to claim eligibility before Black Friday. Birch Gold can even help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold for no money out of pocket. And you still get the free gold bars. Just text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 today. Look, when the national debt is greater than our total GDP, you know it's time to diversify away from the U.S. dollar. And Birch Gold makes it very convenient to move some of those physical some of those assets into physical gold. Birch Gold Group has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Text BARDS to 989898. Receive a free info kit on gold and claim your eligibility before Black Friday to receive free gold bars on your qualifying purchase. That sounds like a pretty good deal. You got to give it a shot. It's worth doing. I'm telling you right now. So we had, a, I guess, an amazing time up in the mountains in Montana. That's truly God's country, and it's one of those places sometimes you don't really want to leave, but um, I did, and I came back because ultimately we got to do a podcast, which is good. There's absolutely no cell signal up in that area for almost, like where I was, it was like 20 miles to the nearest cell signal, not exaggerating, which it has a certain peace of mind, let me tell you, because we are so inundated with these cell signals, it's crazy. You sleep well at night, you get up early, like 4.30 in the morning early, and you go out and you hunt. Now, here's the crazy part. So we didn't get any elk. And I go rolling into the property up here tonight. And I get out of the Jeep. And I look up on the hill. And what do I have? I have a cow elk sitting there looking at me. I'm shaking my head. I don't have. I don't think I have the Oregon tag. I can't even remember if I got my Oregon tag this year for elk. Because I went to Montana. So i just like, okay, whatever. It's one of those crazy things. Travel all the way across the country to come back and find us right here in your backyard crazy. All right, one more thing. Now, tonight we're going to have a great interview. This is Pastor Devonese. If you don't remember who she was, she came to Bards Fest, and she was called by God to be there. And she arrived, and then one evening, I think it was Friday evening, if I'm not mistaken, 
Michelle and Leah had brought her up to introduce her, and then she went on stage into the group and then later stayed to do deliverance. She's an amazing woman, absolutely amazing. Walks in the anointment of the Holy Spirit, which is incredibly, and you're going to hear it tonight. It's an, it's an anointed interview. So um, this interview actually was recorded just before I went to Montana, so this is a really nice time to play it. It's about an hour and a half tonight. I think you'll really enjoy it, and it's it's just a great, enjoyable interview it just looks at the world through the lens of God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus, which is wonderful. All right, one last thing before we go into the interview tonight. And this is, again, we are dealing with some pretty crazy times with all of the stuff going on with our supply chain and food and everything else. So what you need to do is to be prepared as much as you can for the upcoming insanity, which they seem to want to make. They want to make everybody bow to them. Be, through food. Don't let that happen. Between the shortages, the disruption of the supply chains, the various things that they're doing to try to force people to eat bugs and other things, there's all sorts of disruptions happening and you don't want to be caught short, including the economy, which seems to be doing its crazy dance and watching inflation go up incredibly high. So what you want to do is you want to head, head over to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com, and check out the emergency food kits, three-month emergency food kits by My Patriot Supply. They're fantastic. And remember, these are emergency food kits. They're not like you're going out to buy stuff you're going to eat on every day. They're to be set aside for up to 25 years, and they're there when you need them. And that's what you want. They're an incredible mix of 2,000 calories a day, a mix of different meals, great flavors, the whole thing. So head on over to preparewithbards.com. Check out the three-month emergency food kit. Get one for every member of your family. You won't be disappointed. It is truly a, an amazing security foundation to build on and to have. So check it out. Again, preparewithbards.com. All right, patriots. Without further ado, let me introduce you to, or maybe reintroduce you if you were Bardsfest, to Pastor Devonese. So there's really something amazing in this story because I had this, I've been carrying this message. You've been hearing us talk about it. It's going back to the root, going back to the garden. And yeah. literally where Eve was ambushed, and from that point in time, you know, we separate. And I, I sat here yesterday, I'm like, well, isn't that interesting? Because here we are, and I'm going back to the garden, and I can't use the apple with bite out of the apple. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't know who's doing this, God or Satan. Maybe God's giving me a message. It's like, son, you need to get off those platforms. I'm like... You got it. <laughs> so that's what, that's really where I'm. I'm beginning to think this wasn't Satan at all, but God is like, it is time for you to literally make a change. I'm like, okay, I'll make the change, no problem. Well, you know, even even the enemy is part of his plan. So, <laughs> oh, that's the truth, isn't it? Is the truth. Is the truth. Well, well, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. How are you? I'm blessed by the best. I tell you, it was an honor to have you show up. I mean, it's really a blessing to have you show up at Bars Fest. And it was just, uh, and as I got to see your heart and I got to see you there, I'm like, Lord, thank you for this, because this is exactly what we needed. So what, what a what a just a beautiful way of listening to the Father and showing up. So thank you, really, honestly. It, it definitely was, um, it was divine. I'll, I'll say that I know. It was a divine appointment for all of us. Um, that were there. It was definitely a divine appointment because I feel like my life has just the trajectory of my life, the capacity of my life has been altered um, from that experience. 
And I keep seeing more and more revelation coming um, from it. And in, in all kinds of ways, in the spirit, in the natural, you know, it's all kingdom. Um, and so I'm just seeing just the tie-in of everything. And I'm blessed. I'm definitely um, the recipient of great blessings from that experience. Well, that is really wonderful. We've seen that. Amazingly, we have seen that happen a lot. There was a lot of Holy Spirit flowing over there, I'll tell you. Yes. You know, I think yeah. I think that's one of the things that, when we look back on that particular Bars Fest, it has been amazing the the level of, of change that people have felt in their lives. The emails that I've received from people talking about how, like, I don't know what to do with my life now because nothing makes yeah. sense anymore. Have you had that sort of interaction with people? I have. I have. And, and, and even for myself, it was like it was just it was almost like we went into another dimension. Yeah. And, and now the old dimension isn't good enough. It, it doesn't pieces don't make sense in that old dimension, but it's because we're in a new dimension in him. Oh, that is um, so good. Yes. It's so true. And it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Well, let's let's start with some about you because okay. you're you're kind of well you're not kind of you're new to Bars Nation but I'm telling you it's definitely just people, like, people that were around you got to know you really well so why don't you tell us a little bit about you because I think you have a great story so, sure um, well I was raised in the church very much the church and loved God from a very young age um, and it wasn't until. I'll say that it wasn't until COVID-19 happened that my experience with the Holy Spirit changed. And for a lot of people, I know COVID-19 was horrible and, and it had so many horrible implications. However, it also was an entrance. It was a gateway for those who had said, I don't have enough time. I have to work. I've got three jobs and so on and so forth. And everything shut down. The world stopped. So those that were really hungry for the Lord were given an opportunity to really put in the time. And during that time, myself and my husband were locked in the house together and we just found ourselves being before the Lord about a lot of things. And I got connected to some people who were very um, involved in dreams and visions um, because I started having a whole lot of them and I didn't understand why I was having so many of them. Um, and I, I shared this story briefly um, that night, um, October 31st, but um, I came in contact with some people, an apostle and two prophets, and they really helped me break some things off of me, some bondage things that had um, really dictated the my life. And from that point, my whole entire life changed. Um, I was delivered from bipolar um, after many, many years of battling with it, haven't had any episodes or anything since. Um, my encounter with an apostle and two prophets who heard the word of the Lord and spoke very boldly what they heard in their spirit. Um, and then soon after that, the Lord called me into the pastoral ship um, my pastor came to me and said, Hey, Devonese, I'm just feeling led that, you know, I should ordain you as a pastor. I didn't have the desire. I wasn't interested. I just wanted to be an admin assistant for a pastor. <laughs> I was very happy doing that, <laughs> being behind the scenes. 
but the Lord said, no, he said that, um, he was going to give me a home and that home was going to be, um, a place of refuge for many people. And he has done that. I'm living in a home and there's been several homeless people that have been, that have come and lived in our home. We have, um, a family of, um, four living in our home now and, a, and another gentleman as well. And the Lord just, the Holy Spirit just began to dictate my life. Like it's, it's almost like I have, my life is no longer my own. Um, but it's such a, an amazing life because everything that bad, this bad that happens in my life, I see him in it. I know he's doing something. I know he's shifting me. I know he's allowing me to see that I need him in a certain way. When something great happens, I'm so excited because I know that's him too. And my life has just changed drastically because Holy Spirit is leading it. Even meeting you and the, the, the Barnes Nation family and Michelle and Leah and so many others, it is because like never before, we've walked into a dimension now where Holy Spirit is saying, let me lead. If you let me lead, everything will fall into place. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things shall be added. And they have, because what, could you have planned this last six months of your life, Scott? Really? <laughs> no, I was thinking about this all the time where I was like five years ago, six years ago. And I'm like, Lord, only you. That's all I can say is only you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Only him. And and it's amazing the things that we're encountering, the people that we're encountering, encountering the connections we're making. And it's because Holy Spirit is leading it. Yeah, this is so true. It's such a wonderful story. Let's get into this. If you don't mind, I'd like to talk a little bit about your healing and the bipolar because sure. you know how passionate I am about healing. I just I, I, yeah. I think that's one of our greatest gifts. I also think it's it because it has no limit to how far we can go. In fact, today's show, we literally prayed for deliverance and healing for an entire nation. <clears throat> and I'm like, well, you know, I'm always like, Lord, unless you say no, let's go, right? Yes. So let's talk a little bit about that encounter for you because that's one of those things that people look at and they're like, oh, I've got to take medication for the rest of my life. There's no end to this. And yet you were restored and healed. What a glorious story. It is. And you know, I, one of the things when the, the, the apostle, her name is apostle Marilyn Mills Gray and, um, now apostle Rhoda and apostle Maisha, um, were praying with me. One of them said, I hear double-minded. I hear you don't trust yourself. And when she said that to me, it, it made everything real. It was almost like I walked into a, they opened a gateway for me to receive something I could have never received before that moment. And I knew what she was talking about. She was talking about the diagnosis of bipolar. And I had been diagnosed many years before and had been on medication on and off for years and battled being on medication. I'd gone to therapists and psychiatrists. I, you know, I did the whole, you know, all the things they tell you to do when you're diagnosed as bipolar. Um, and I didn't trust my own mind. I didn't think I could do more than so much because I never knew what was the real me and what was the bipolar. So I didn't trust myself and which made me not trust him. I didn't trust the fullness of God in me because I was bipolar. My bipolar somehow restricted him in me is the way I kind of processed it. You know what I mean? Um, but when they began to pray for me, I, 
knew exactly what was going on. I knew what the Holy Spirit was trying to do. He was trying to release me from that. And it just fell. Like I literally physically felt it rolling off my shoulders, down my arms, through my fingers, onto the floor. And it was gone. And my life from that, it's almost like my life began again at that point. I became a new creation again, <laughs> a new creature again. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, and it's, it's been, it's been amazing, you know, and it's, it's not just my testimony. It's my family's testimony because they endured those close to 15 years of watching me battle with bipolar and how that impacted their lives. And so now they sit on the other side of it as well. And it's part of their testimony. So let me ask you, do you see that as something that was demonic? I mean, there's a lot of different ways to look at bipolar. I've heard different ways of healing it. Mm-hmm. Was this a demonic aspect or was this a broken aspect? I mean, I think those two are are similar, but I think they're also distinctly different when we get into deliverance because one is deep healing and, and spiritual healing and the other is literally breaking free from an influence on the outside. I look at it very much. It was, I believe it was a spirit and I believe it's something that happened to me that I, I don't know, I don't want to say, well, I guess I can say that it was almost like I gave access to something, not knowing it, not realizing it. And even when I got the diagnosis, I received that diagnosis. I accepted that as who I am now. I am Devonese, the bipolar lady. Wow. Everything good about me and everything bad about me was connected to my being bipolar. I was energetic and creative because I was bipolar. I was sad sometimes and angry sometimes because I was bipolar. Everything became about what I consider now to be a word curse. Um, Everything became about that. And so I know that there are physical implications of being bipolar because your chemicals are off balance. And that's what they tell you. Your chemicals are off balance. And I believe that to be so. However, I believe the things that happen in the spirit realm manifest themselves in the natural. So something transitioned in the spirit realm that created in me this chemical imbalance. That's how it represented itself in my body. That makes perfect sense. I think that's really well articulated too. It's, uh, it is amazing though, isn't it? These word curses. I talk about this all the time in healing and way our doctors work. Oh my goodness. And it's spell casting and it really takes the power of life and death and the words and turns them to literally vicious tools of war against us. Do you agree? I agree. Totally. I agree. Totally. And it's, it's a totally different mindset when you know that because it, alters the way you articulate everything you begin to like I'll say something out of my mouth and retract it (laughs) you know because now I hear differently and I realize the power of the tongue that's not just a scripture the power of the there is power in the tongue that is we are creating worlds with our mouth wow And, and I did that for years but however, now I, when I say something, I'm asking Holy Spirit, I'm like, okay, because now Holy Spirit actually will ding me. I feel like I get a ding, like, uh-uh, take that back, take it back quick. 
because sometimes we're giving access to the enemy with our words. We're, we're coming into agreement even with what the enemy has planned for us and others by the things that we articulate out of our mouth. And so we have to learn to be have that repentant heart immediately to say, oh, no, I take that back. I rebuke that, you know, um, but I'm learning. Those are things I'm learning to do. And those are things that Holy Spirit is definitely making me more cognizant of. So, no, this is yeah. good. I, I'm so much in alignment with this, and I've become so in tune with it. We are so careless with our words, and even you know, I I, I tell this story. I don't. I curse very little anymore. I actually none now. But there was a time that I was like a sailor. I have to. I have to admit. So, but I was there was sort of this remnant hanging around, and I was when I was visiting Michelle and Leah. She just looks at Michelle, looks at me, and says, "You need to stop this." And I, mm-hmm. I'm listening, and she says. Listen to what you're saying. You're literally cursing. And it just clicked. I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing this, right? I mean, we don't mm-hmm. think about it, but we have it with even within our lexicon of our language telling us the truth, and we're not even paying attention to it. Very much so. My spiritual father always said, and I, I think I've said this before, He always, Apostle Greg J. Davis always says, we have to ask for the anointing to unlearn what we've learned. Because <laughs> Holy so Spirit good. is certainly downloading new information to us. Holy Spirit is downloading like never before. And I just think it's because the time has come that it has to be now, that that there's no more time for us to catch up. It's like, Holy Spirit's like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to dump it to you. I don't even have time for you to find it in the word. I'm going to dump it in your spirit first, and then you're going to go find it in the word. And so that you're in alignment, but he is, he is downloading and he is speaking so loudly into our spirits now saying, don't do that. Go here. Make that call right now. Go to this place. Go to that place. That's, that's what he's doing. He's, he's shifting everything. Yes, he is. That's really fantastic what you're saying there. And it's, it's, I've just had this conversation with a couple of friends just like within the last 12 hours of time and the, the fact that things are happening so quickly because we are we don't have time anymore. Whatever's c- coming, and I don't think we're really, and I won't say, at least for myself, I'm not being able to see through a veil, but I just know the urgency upon the heart <laughs> that Holy Spirit is dumping in going, you need to move and don't delay. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, I agree. You, you find that? Definitely. I mean, Bard's best was that for me, was just him saying, go. And I'm like, how am I going to go? <laughs> I'm not going to go and are you sure? And just, but I'm learning to trust him in a way that I've never trusted him before. And I'm learning that he has a plan and purpose for every minute of my day. And at any time and point, he can redirect me at any time and point. He can tell me to pick up the phone to say a couple of words to someone, those couple of words don't mean a whole lot to me in that moment, but their reaction to those words is everything. And it lets me know that I was hearing him and he's confirming those things in our spirit. That's why we'll say it, with, we'll be talk, like you were saying, you were talking to somebody else 12 hours ago and here it is, the Holy Spirit is bringing it back up again. Yes, yes. He's confirming himself. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. And it's, I think what's really interesting is when we're walking there, that's really, that's part of the gifting of the prophetic, which I'll be very honest with you. 18 months ago, 
I was a big critic of the prophetic because of what I'd seen, which was so much yeah. to me of, of the stunt show on stage, which I still don't like. But when you start to walk in, like you're saying, with Holy Spirit and you're responding, you're starting to hear these echoes around you. You start to realize that you're, you're walking in, in the form of the prophetic in doing so. Would you agree? I agree totally. I agree totally. And it's it's his way of letting us know that we hear him. All throughout the Bible, there was prophetic everywhere, dreams and visions all throughout the Bible. But somehow or another, it got tainted because the world took it to make money. The world took it to do all these other things. But we have to go back to the ecclesia has to go back to what the kingdom says and what the kingdom was, has already been doing and get an alignment with it because all those signs, miracles, and wonders, that's when those things happen. They happen when we stop looking at things from the perspective of the world and what we've seen, but we ask Holy Spirit to give us his heart toward the prophetic, for example, or speaking in tongues, for example. There's a lot of things that we don't understand because we haven't been, some of us haven't been taught and some of us have been taught, but couldn't hear it because we weren't in a position to receive it at that time. But when you're really hungry for Holy Spirit, you're willing to accept whatever he wants to give. And that is when everything in life changes because he begins to just pour out on you and things that you didn't agree with and things you didn't understand. All of a sudden, there's just this knowing, like there's no more doubting me. There's no more questioning me. It's here. I'm living it. I didn't understand it 18 months ago. It didn't make sense to me 18 months ago. I thought it was phony 18 months ago, but now it's me. I'm living it and walking it. Yes. But that's because Holy Spirit has come forward now. We're decreasing. Oh, Look, so not decreasing. Good. I want to die now. I'm like, I want to die to my flesh, die to myself. So Holy Spirit can do even more. So we can see those, um, those works that are going to be beyond what we can imagine. I just love what you just said because they're exactly there, what you just said. We, two, 24 hours ago, 36 hours ago, had this conversation that exactly those words came out. We want to die to the flesh to allow more of, it, of the Holy Spirit in. That's confirmation. And it's so amazing when you sit in another conversation, totally unrelated. We were talking about Jesus as a samurai, not as a hippie. Oh, and, I love that one. Yeah, it, I that, love that. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to give credit to where credit's due. That's Paul Cantrell. Pastor Paul Cantrell, that's the Cantrell family. I think you met yeah. when you were there. And he and I have a real common root, which we discovered, is that we both studied the art of the sword, and st I still do. And it's always been a passion with me of how amazing, here's something in outside of Christianity, which is Zen Buddhism-based, is all they're missing is Jesus in their study, literally. I mean, because oh. everything is about killing the flesh to be closer to, and when you say Jesus, you're there. But it was mm -hmm. just all these metaphors of the sword that we get in in scripture, we were yeah. bringing out in real practice. And that's, like I said, Paul made that comment. He goes, I see Jesus as a samurai, not as a hippie. Mm -hmm. I went, Paul, home run. That was beautiful. Right? I love it. <laughs> well, he's a warrior. See, that's what drives me crazy. It's like, he's the greatest warrior of all. And I, yes. like, it, it, it frustrates me because people see that they don't understand the heart of a warrior. I think they get this Hollywood thing. Like you're supposed to kick in a door and punch somebody in the face or something. And it's like the greatest of warriors seldom ever draw the sword because they know what the consequence is. Once you draw the sword, you're drawing blood. And it's like yeah. you, you're, there's so many avenues to that end that you mm -hmm. don't have to step through 
when you can walk in peace in the heart. It's just amazing, right? It is amazing. I love my, um, speaking of the sword, my spiritual father gave us all an assignment and he told us all to go and get a sword. He says, he says, I don't care if you, he says, I don't care if, if you can get a real one, get a real one. But if not, you make sure you get a, a really good looking one. But he says, you know, when you pray and you go into intercession, he says, you walk around and you have that sword in your hand and you start cutting things off. When there are, when you're having days where you're struggling and you know that side of the Lord, you take that sword and you start swinging. And when you have problems in your family, he says, you get on you. He says, get up off your knees, walk around, get that sword in your hand and swing it and cut those things off because it is a prophetic act is what he kept saying. It's a prophetic act. You're mm. cutting it off mm. so that it no longer can, can be connected any longer. And that I, when you, I heard you say that, um, I was just listening to that recording about um, Jesus being a samurai. And I was like, it's so true. It is. And if we could visually, if we could visually receive that oh. and prophetically receive that sword in our hand, See, I, I not love, just words, what but I the just, act. I love what you just said because it's we can prophetically receive that. That is so absolutely true. When we put that into our heart, it literally transforms a reality around us. Do you agree? I agree totally. We're cre we're co-creating with him, new uh, world. <laughs> you said this earlier, and I just I I. I responded to it, but it's, I want to go back to it. You said that we create worlds, worlds with our tongue. And I'm like, oh my, if you could imagine, if, if people could understand which, that peace in their heart, how much more intenting, intentful would we be with our words, right? It, it's incredible. Well, definitely. And that's, that's the supernatural nature of the God that we serve is that he gives us that power. But the challenge is, is so many are afraid of that supernatural realm. They're, they're afraid to go into that place that says it's bigger than me. He's bigger than me in me and through me. If I would just, uh, if I would just allow myself to let him have all of me, not just the pieces that I give to him, but there's a supernatural, there's so many supernatural things that we should be doing and manifesting here in the earth that we're not doing because we've allowed the, the man's thoughts. Um, I, I'm only human. I'm not only human. He told me greater works I would do. So if greater works I'll do, then I can't just be human because his spirit dwells in me. And, and, and that's the place that he's ushering us into now. He's ushering us out of what my spiritual father calls the age of the church into the age of the kingdom. The, right. the place where everything is supernatural. And he's bringing us into that. We have to go into that place now so that we can take dominion here and govern the earth the way he intended for his ecclesia to govern the earth. Oh, this is so good. Absolutely. The, the great conversation, that I'm going to kind of go back to that just to segue into what you're saying, is that what Paul and I were talking about is in that walk of the samurai. One of the amazing things is it's always about getting past the flesh, removing ourselves from the fear of death and stepping into a oneness with all things. Mm -hmm. And it, we, there's very few people that have ever experienced that relatively. And I, I'm just going to say that probably one of the blessed moments that I've had in my life for a couple of times is God's given me a glimpse of it. And once you touch that in your heart, it transforms everything that you do. I was struggling in prayer the other day and was just some a, a, a miscommunication that was happening. And I'm like, Lord, what am I missing? 
And Holy Spirit says, down on your knees and think of the sword. And I went, oh my gosh, it's the heart of the warrior. It's the heart of the samurai again, where you're letting go of everything and become in oneness with all things. And when you're there, oh my gosh, the world transforms. It's amazing. It's amazing. There's a peace there. There's a hope in that place. And there's a joy. It's it's something so different than anything I've ever I've ever experienced before. But walking in oneness, just like at Bard's Fest, and just anytime I get to be around other people who love him and want to be in his presence and want what he wants, there is such an overwhelming. I mean, like I almost want to weep even now, just because just his presence. Yes, it, it does. It takes you out of this place into another place, oh, it does. you know, into the invisible realm where there, there are no problems. There's no stressors because he's in control of that world. That's so well said. Let's talk a little bit about deliverance. Cause I, I was observing your work in deliverance when we were there and it's a beautiful walk you were doing. There's, there's different styles of deliverance. There's kind of like, I've worked with a number of them, but you, know, you have like an intense style where you're taking on demons and fighting it. And it's like, you're really in a punching match. But everything I watched you do was with grace. And you're walking in this peace. And I say this because this is a part of something I wrote this morning, which is that when I came back after the six weeks of, which really would have ended up being six weeks on the road by the time I got home, I went up to the property and I got on my ATV. I was running around, got some new cattle on there, and I stopped for finally. And it was the first time in six weeks that I took a breath with God. Mm. And in that moment, I looked around and went, wow. He's not stressed. He's not worried about where his children are. He's just calm and watching us and very proud of what he's seeing. And he knows where everybody is and he's meeting them all where they are. And such a profound shift in perspective when you're down in the trenches, like literally feeling like you're punching Satan in the face versus when you step back and walk in his grace. And I think that's, in my personal opinion, I think that's the anointing that Jesus was trying to put upon all of us was just walk in the purity and the wholeness of his love and watch how nothing can hold on to you and you're set free. What are your thoughts? Oh, amen. Nothing, nothing, nothing has to hold us here. Nothing. And it, that is, is such a, I know it's unimaginable for people to understand that there is nothing that earth can do to you. There is nothing that humanity can do to you that God can't deliver you from and through. Nothing. And because I've experienced that transition, I I can testify to that. And, you know, you talk about the grace. There is, um, my spiritual father always says, mega graces that we're walking in now. And these mega graces, he's literally put people around us. And I believe that Michelle and Leah and yourself are mega graces. You're people that the Lord have anointed and have given his grace to so that you can pour that grace out onto others so that others will see him and then they'll want that grace in their own lives and they'll want to come in and be connected because those mega graces are there are people that he's physically put around you that are supposed to be part of the mega graces for you. So that like when you're stumbling, 
when you're struggling, when something from the fat past comes, those mega graces, those individuals can link arms with you and literally pull you back out and say, no, you can't stay there. They're not going to stay in your bondage with you. They're going to yank you back out and say, no, the Lord already delivered you out of there. Why are you going back? Come back out of there. Mm. <laughs> that's so good. Yes. That's, that's literally by wise counsel we wage war, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's it's interesting because this is something that I do talk a lot about. I, I think that we tend to overemphasize a very soft and pacifistic view in the love of God and not realizing that the might of love and, and the, the mightiness of that sword, which uh, we confuse because when you, when you're sitting there, and I, again, some things I was working on this morning, if we are nurturing a soil in our heart that where the seeds of love can plant, there's nothing that can stay in us if we're pure in that, because it's that mighty, it's that powerful. What are your thoughts? It's, it is, it's, it's, you know, we've talked about this. It's the oneness, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's getting to that place in him. And that's, this is what I love so much about him. Oh gosh. <laughs> what, I love, what I love so much about him is that he loves us so much. He pours out so much love to us, but then because he does that, <clears throat> he transforms us so that we have the ability to love others the same way. The challenges with the church is that we don't, because we haven't surrendered to his way and his way of thinking about things and his way of feeling about things, it makes it hard for us to walk in oneness. But when you really want it and he gives you that heart, you can't stay in a position where you are angry with a person. The Lord won't let you. Holy Spirit will convict you about it. When you are in a place where you're around other people and the Lord will allow you to actually feel his love for somebody else. You don't even know this person, but you're looking at a person feeling so much love for them because it's him doing it. It's his, his power in us. And that power has the ability to break things off of people just by your, your mere touching someone. I've been in a grocery line and the Holy Spirit's told me to touch someone. And I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, this COVID, I don't, you know, are you, you want me to touch them? And literally the Holy Spirit will allow me to just touch a person. And I'll say blessings, you know, cause you know, you're kind of scared of how they're going to react. But in that moment, I realized that Holy Spirit did something in them in that moment, because all they needed was a touch of love. And that's who we are in the earth. We're supposed to be the touch of love in the lives of others. We're supposed to bring unity everywhere we go. We're supposed to create it. That's and so Holy Spirit is doing that. I love it. Well, I'm going to ask you, we're going to get, I don't want to get too personal on this, but I want to just talk about relationships because when we start to get into this level of the anointing and walking within that space of oneness, this is my personal position and my own experience. And I, and like I like to say, my past relationships prior to knowing him would be defined as a train wreck. But coming to him, there is a there is an incredible place where walking with him in wholeness, it transforms everything and even how you see a marriage and how what your expectations are in walking together. Because so much for me has transitioned into a place where it's completely spiritual that you seek, not physical. And I and that's probably in part age because I'm 58. 
But nonetheless, I'd love to get your thoughts on that because it's a really important point as we walk in the oneness with him, what that purity and, and, and perfection in him looks like as we walk together in unity together as, as people. What are your thoughts? Oneness together as people, um, it has changed everything. My perception of what relationships are supposed to be has changed. Um, I always used to look at people in a very kind of like, you know, what can I do for them or what can they do for me? It was always kind of that type of thing. Um, But now I recognize that the Lord has divine encounters for me. Some of those will be in my relation with my children, my husband, with those that the Lord has put close to me. Some of that is going to be with people that I just meet on the side of the road, people that I meet at the grocery store. Every encounter now, because Holy Spirit is so, because I've asked him to help me to be more sensitive to him. And when I'm more sensitive to him, relationships have changed because of that, because I understand that there are people that he wants me to connect with for just that moment, just like Bars Fest, just for that moment, connect with them just for a moment. And there's such an exchange that's life altering. That's a relationship. It's a relationship that in that moment, there was such an exchange that it impacts the rest of where I go from here. Then there are people that will walk alongside me. Then there are those people that are only supposed to be in my life for a period of time. But while they're, like, as I, as I mentioned, the Lord had gave us a home and told us that we would house people in our home and it would be a sanctuary for people. And so we've housed a couple of people in our home that we don't know, that literally the Holy Spirit, I would meet someone at my job and the Holy Spirit would say, give them an invitation. And I knew exactly what he meant. And it was a homeless person and I invited them to come and move into my house. And I called my husband. I said, honey, the Lord says we need to invite someone to the house. Um, They're going to come home with me now. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know this person. Haven't had, I mean, I've spoken to them maybe twice. Um, It was at work. So, you know, it was just an interesting thing. But that person's now been living with us for a while. Um, And... But there's things I'm learning from him and there's things he's learning from me. It's no longer just a, what can I give you or what can you give me? But there's an exchange that happens when Holy Spirit is in the middle of your connections with people. And that's where that oneness comes in. He's the bridge. Mm -hmm. No, this is good. It is is really amazing because it definitely defines, well, I guess I'd look at it this way. We look at our, uh, the range of where our marriages are right now, which is a disaster in this nation. And we have, I think it's like 40% divorce rate or something incredible. And we have broken families and all of this. And so much of this, as I look at this, I'm like, what has happened to us? And as we've taken out the relationship in God and we've started to find purely the physicality in the relationship and not seeking it through him and through the foundations of him, we're into this walking in the desert moment with no guidance and we just pull ourselves apart. I think mean, that's my observation anyway. You know, I, one of the things I've learned in the last couple of years is my relationship, with Holy Spirit, my, my relationship has, all of my relationships have changed. Um, but one of the things the Lord has allowed me to see is that he will let you know when you're out of alignment 
when you're not walking in oneness. I've had the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit gets on me all the time about my relationship with my husband. Um, and he'll remind me, the Lord positioned him there for a reason. Um, you have to, Holy Spirit will have me repent to my husband for just maybe my tone. Um, and, and what I love about my relationship with my husband now is that the Lord is at the center of it because there was a time when we were, he, I was in the church and he was not. And then there was a time when I was in the ecclesia and he wasn't, you know what I mean? It was kind of different. But now as we, as we, as, as the Holy Spirit has become the bridge, even on our relationship, we can't get too far from each other before we're pulled right back. You know what I mean? It's kind of yes. like, it's like, you know, I'm frustrated and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to get in the car and drive and Holy Spirit said, don't leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like the things that I would normally just do because I felt like it because I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm enraged or I'm frustrated or I'm annoyed. Holy Spirit would tell me to sit right there next to him and don't move. And I'll be like, I want to move. I want to, you know, I want to, you know, but Holy Spirit would be like, no, sit. Holy Spirit is, it is the glue that binds. It's the glue that holds everything that God wants for us together. And I thank God that when he becomes the center, when, when, when the Lord becomes the center of your marriage, nothing can break it. Nothing can break it because it always is, it's just like there's, it's like a magnet just pulls you right back in place. And it is the blessing of being able to, that's why people can stay married for so long is when you really allow the Lord to come at the center of it, he convicts you. That person doesn't have to tell you you did something wrong. The Holy Spirit will tell you, you, you your tone was wrong. Your heart is in the wrong place on that. You're in your feelings mm -hmm. so that you can get it right. That's good. That is so true and so good. This, that is literally in is there, there's a there's a wisdom and guidance that we take out of our lives mm. when we're not walking with the Holy Spirit yeah and, and there's also the power that we've already touched on but it's it's integral into the existence with Holy Spirit which is the power of healing knitting mm. unweaving untangling I mean there's just so many pieces about that and I yeah. think where I, I find myself right now which is really an amazing walk is being able to step into a place increasingly where you literally can, when given the door and, and someone's willing to receive, pour in an amazing level of love into people and, and not have any other desire than just to fill them with love as the Holy Spirit works through you. That, to me, is one of the greatest gifts. It is. It is. And you, you know what? We never know the, how we've impacted life, someone's life by giving them love in that moment. By just giving someone a kind word in that moment. Um, there are times when, you know, Holy Spirit will lead us to give something to someone that we don't know. Just bless them. Go give them $100. Just bless them. Most of us would reason that out. Most of us would tell us, uh, tell ourselves, I don't have that kind of money or I don't know them or whatever. But I, I would encourage anyone that if they get an unction like that, the enemy is not going to tell you to go bless someone. The enemy is not going to tell you to go love on someone. The enemy is not going to tell you to go give someone a kind word. 
Then anyone means not going to tell you to compliment, compliment someone, purely compliment them, wanting nothing in return. And so when we walk into those things and do those things, that's when we get to see the manifestation of God's love and how that will bless someone. You know, people go to restaurants and they tip 5%, 10%, right? And they feel like they did the, that person a favor. Holy Spirit will never allow me to go to a restaurant and do that. Every time I go to a restaurant now, the Holy Spirit <laughs> has me give out numbers. And I'm, I mean, like, you know, zeros behind. And I'm like, really? I mean, really? I mean, even at Wendy's, even at Wendy's, I went to Wendy's. And the Holy Spirit will not will want me to tip the person at Wendy's. And I'm like, well, Lord, keep the change. $30. Keep $30 change. And I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? But when you see that person's face, yes. you and you say to them, have a blessed day. In that moment, the amount of love that they feel in that moment is bigger than any hurt that they've had for the last month. Mm. And can and can literally break off the last month's worth of hurt. Mm, this is good. But we, but we have to be willing to step into that. We, we have to be willing to be obedient to that. Wow, that is so good. That is so good. And it's so true because this is, it's, I think we forget too often that all things are God's. There's a story, mm -hmm. there's a story I like to tell, and it's, it's, it's really interesting because uh, this goes back to Bars Fest one before, so it'd be like two and a half years ago. And I was in the process of getting a new car and I sought to get a Jeep, et cetera. And, and uh, a Jeep opens up and it happens and it just happens the way only God can happen. Perfect price, all things that I was, I had a list of things, for example, that needed to be looked at. And literally the sales manager walks up and he says, oh, um, here's the things we're including. And every single one on the list was what was on my list, right? That's God. And, mm -hmm. and from tires to brakes to everything is just like, okay. <laughs> so I go through this process of, of upgrading the Jeep and, and every time I'm praying on it and God says, go. And I'm like, okay, you know, and I'm really being clear on it. So I, I, I get to this point where I, the Jeep's now where I'm comfortable with it and I'm enjoying it. And I'm coming back from a, a meeting down at uh, Yuba city and glad tidings church. And we're I'm talking, praying to God about putting a, you know, driving the edge of my County, and, and putting in a bloodline and, and just saying, making this county, you know, kingdoms county. And I, and I make the comment about driving my Jeep. And he says, you mean my Jeep? And I start laughing. And I'm like, you literally just had me upgrade this because you wanted a cool Jeep. And he's like, <laughs> he goes, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. I'm like, I love it. This is fantastic. You gave me the keys to enjoy your Jeep. And so when, oh. when I'm at the, the I went up, when I went up to Ohio, and after Bars Fest, um, the ARC experience is, I don't, that's amazing, by the way. And uh, I, I went to the ARC experience up there. And as I drove in, it, was even, it didn't even hesitate. The woman says, out of the window as I'm paying for parking, she says, nice Jeep. And I said, it's not my Jeep, it's God's Jeep. And she starts laughing. And she's like, well, it's a beautiful Jeep. I said, well, it's God's Jeep. What can I say? But it's amazing when we shift these paradigms, right? Yes. And we, we get into a place where we truly... Um, embrace that all things are his. And it goes back to your point of the zeros. It doesn't matter if he tells right. us to do something. And I, and I really respond to what you're saying so well, because if he calls on our heart to do something, do it. It is, there's no time when God asks you to do something, you have no time, but to execute now. 
And when mm-hmm. we do, we're, we're literally changing, as you say, we're, we're redefining and we're making the world together at that point in time. Yes. It brings that scripture, Proverbs 3 and 5, where it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh, to your flesh and strength to your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions. And with the first fruits of all your increase, this is all. This is all in the word. But for some reason, I feel like we read the words on the page, but it hasn't become life to us yet. And that's what Holy Spirit is doing now. It, he's making the words on the page become our actions of love toward toward the toward the Father, because we're being obedient to it. We're not just hearing it; we're now becoming the doers of that word. Oh, and doing that, we're seeing his supernatural, these supernatural things happen in our lives because we're living the word now, because the word is now alive in us. It's wonderful. <laughs> it is wonderful. This is fantastic. I just love these things. This is so good. You know, there's a real interesting thing. We go to Ezekiel 34, and it talks about judging the spiritual shepherds. And it struck me when I was reading this that there are the first two things are healing the sick and the broken. And I went, wow, can you imagine where our churches are today? Because they're not stepping into that anointing, which is one of the, to me, one of the primary tasks that we have, which is to heal the sick and the broken. And how we have drifted so far into this nonsense of the medical tyranny. You know, Satan didn't even have to advertise that. He just needed to throw up a sign and say, we'll repair you with, Uh with drugs. And the churches aren't doing it. And yet, when we step into that, everything that you've been talking about here brings us back to that place of healing and center mm-hmm. of lifting people up and bringing them into the word and letting the word become one with them. It's just, it's such a beautiful step. And it's, it doesn't take more than, than just totally letting go and saying, here I am, Father, send me, I'll walk in the yes, right? Yes. The yes. That, that's such a, it's all in the yes. It's all in the yes. Everything that he has for us is in our yes, because so many things, you know, there's, there's a lot of things in the word that's, that's unconditional, like his love for us, unconditional, but there are promises that are also conditional. And our yes is part of the condition. Our, our saying yes to the fact that we're supposed to do greater works. Yes, Lord, I'm going to do the greater works. Yes, Lord. And the greater works we'll see. But a lot of us won't move in it because we we've, we've been so earthly bound that we no spiritual we're no spiritual good. And the thing is, is we're supposed to be spirit first and then in the natural. Because when you're spirit, healing is just part of that. Healing says I can walk through the wall. Healing says there's no boundaries for me. Healing says nothing holds me to the ground. No more shackles. There's no more handcuffs on me. There's I'm free. Even when my sister um, dealt with COVID and COVID really impacted her life greatly. And she's physically, you know, still been on oxygen for years and things like that. But that's not what you see when you see her because she's so anointed and she so walks in the spirit realm that it doesn't stop her from doing anything. She's at the park with her kids more than anybody I know. She's taking them to amusement parks. She's letting people come live in her home. She's 
taken food. She delivered food to a hundred people out of her car. Wow. And she's in a wheelchair. In a wheelchair. <laughs> now, she, now she's in a walker, but it's because she's walking in the spirit. She's not walking in her physicality. That's why, like, I see people now, you know, we always have excuses for why we don't do things. But when I look at people like my sister who moves with the spirit and just allows the Holy Spirit to just lead her and guide her, and she will just go and speak a word into someone's life that she's never seen before. The Holy Spirit will give her something and she'll give it to them. Next thing you know, she's inviting them in the house for dinner and she's feeding 30 people in her kitchen. Mm, that is, that's but great. she's in a walker and on an oxygen tank 24 hours a day. Wow. But she's walking in the spirit realm, yeah. which is why we have to be in the spirit first. The physical, the, the natural part is part of our life, but it's not where we live. We don't live in that. We have to live from the spirit realm because that's where all the healing is. See, that's an amazing perspective. And when you think about it is if we're living in the spirit, there's nothing that hinders us in the flesh. Amen. But when we're anchored in the flesh, then we struggle to get to the spirit, which is this is the inversion of the world we live in. And yeah. this, so I'm, I'm going to pass a story here because it reminded me of one. It was I was down again. I, I go a lot between where I'm at in Southern Oregon down to Yuba City with the Church of Glad Tidings. And I came back. I was coming back to the hotel one night and I pulled in to get gas and I was filling up the Jeep and a man, a homeless guy, there was three of them actually were right on the edge of the gas station. And one of them came up and he said, hey, man. Can I, and he started to say something. I just said, no. And it was just my reaction. The Holy Spirit said, you go back and make that up. So I said, okay, hey, I'm sorry. I said, uh, what do you need? And he says, well, we're, we're looking for, I wonder if you had a cigarette or something. And I said, hang on. I said, what do you smoke? So I went in and I, I bought a carton of cigarettes. And I came back and I said, here you go. And he says, the three of them came up. He said, you you did this? I said, it's what, what I'm called to do. And the guy one of the guys there starts doing a prayer and I'm like, who are you? Because wow. this prayer was a prayer of somebody who had been schooled in scripture, beautiful prayer. And he blessed me and blessed them and, and he's, he's with them. So I, I kind of let that be. I go that night, I go over and I go back to the hotel and I tell, I do my show, my late night Fisher show. And I get an email and it said, Scott, I heard your story tonight. Can you tell me a little bit more about who this is you found, you you talked to? We think it's our brother. This comes down oh, to wow. a story that someone who's listening had been looking for their brother who had gone oh, on his goodness. way. And and the, the the beautiful part of the story is all you we've what you've done for us is we know it's him. We know by the description it's him, and now our hearts are at peace. And I'm oh. like, Oh my gosh. See, and there we go again in this amazing story where we just respond and listen to the Holy Spirit. We step out of our flesh, our reactions, and we end up getting blessed and then blessed in ways that are unmeasurable. I don't even, there's no way to quantify that type of email where someone else receives a blessing of their, to know that their brother's alive. That's all they needed to know because they said that's what his calling was. And I'm like, oh my goodness. It's just, it, it is amazing, isn't it? I mean, as we walk and listen, it truly is. So. It, it is it is the supernatural realm of God. Yes. It is walking in his invisible realm. And it, and it goes back to that, you know, we had talked about once before, um, the quantum entanglement mm-hmm. and how the Holy Spirit can connect us in such a way we don't know you. You can be 
thousands and thousands of miles away from me, but we're thinking the same thing at the same time. <laughs> you connect with someone. And, and I just want to tell you, Scott, if you hadn't been obedient to the Holy Spirit and shared that story, they would have never heard it to get that peace. Right. No, I'm, I thank you. I receive it. I mean, I think that is, that's the part. And even, so even for myself, it's like, I think about this, it changed me in a huge way yes. because here I was in my, in my mode, you know, I'm going to get back to the hotel, got to get the, and when I'm in this work mode mm-hmm. and, and I'm just like, I don't want to be bothered by this or that. And the Holy Spirit's like, uh-uh, <laughs> that's not an option tonight. Yes. And when you, when you get touched like that, everything in how you see things changes. The yes. relationship to how you see people, the way you value mm-hmm. these moments. There was an, another, um, I, I was literally had this amazing dream the other night, and it was another one like this in this perspective, where as I was in this dream, I was praying and talking to God, and suddenly God was responding to me in the online chat of my daily podcast. And I, as I'm looking at this and I said to God, is this you? And he said, yes. He said, I can be anywhere. And <laughs> Pastor Devin, I'm going to tell you, I was, it, I woke up just humbled. I'm like, we never know where he's going to be. And if he can be a God of all things, why can't he come on the chat in a, in a, in yes. an online program and speak to us? And again, it changes us when we start to realize the magnificence of him and how he is in all things. Yeah, I think we, we really tr- transforms our way of interacting with every single person. And, I, and for me, I, I'm, I'm, I've been, a, I can be and have been a harsh person at times just by virtue of my past. But it, it opens up a compassion in your heart that once you touch it, there's no way ever to leave it. You have to stay there because it's only greater in he that you start to walk. And truly, the beautiful moment of that is he's teaching you grace and he's teaching you mercy and he's teaching you his love and pouring it out upon you saying, look, all things are connected. And and it's just just magnificent, really. You know, that that reminds me. Do you remember Jenny? Yes. Um she got in contact with me after Bards Fest. Fantastic. And she shared with me, I think she sent you an email or a text before Bards Fest. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you were sharing about, um, you were sharing, you know, how someone had contacted you and had made this comment to you about, um, you know, the gathering and who the speakers were and that, um, there needed to be some diversity. Yes. And <laughs> we had quite a discussion. I was a little bit heated. I know. <laughs> she reached out to me and I realized that in order for Holy Spirit to do everything that, for everything to have happened the way it happened, she had to send you that message. Okay. Yeah, you, I, had, you had to receive it and had to feel about it the way you felt about it. So Holy Spirit could then bring me in so it was always like she had to be obedient to what Holy Spirit was saying to her to communicate it and articulate it to you. Oh. You had to hear it, read it, process it because it set the atmosphere for the Holy Spirit to allow me to get connected. But it was it was divine connection. Oh. Even in that moment, it probably was negative to you, but it was necessary. Yeah, it was it was I to two parts about it. The, the fleshly side took offense to it. The other side yeah. of me was 
that I, it, was, it was a frustrating moment because it, there was truth in it. And I was like, I don't know. And I literally said, God, I don't know what to do here because that's not who I have in my circle. When Leah and Michelle brought you up and told your story, everything in my world at that moment started to shift. And it's like everything on stage ceased to matter. And I was looking at you and I'm hearing this and I'm like, this is that email. I immediately made the connection. That's Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I immediately heard that email and heard my responses and looking at this, I said, God, you just did this. Yes. This is unbelievable. Thank you. Thank you. And I, and it was just such a beautiful moment to be able to step into who we are as one body yes. and to realize that we've all been obedient. I agree with you hundred percent, by the way. And she and I, and it was a bit of a provocative email that I received anyway. She even admitted it. She said, that's how I was told yeah. to send it to you. And I'm like, Okay, you know, I'll take it. But it's it's as you said, it's how I had to hear it. And with yeah. that, I was able to open my heart. And I think this is a big part of this is we have to open our hearts to be able to receive because I think God is ready to pour into us always, but if our hearts aren't opened, we can't hear. We can't see. Uh, we can't see who he has intended for our lives. We can't see what he intends for us because we're, we get wrapped around our own pain and our own things. But that yeah. was a great moment where that email literally opened me up. And it never, and it was so clear it was Holy Spirit. The minute you were introduced, and I'm looking at this going, and of all the emails I get, that one's like beaming in my brain. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my goodness. And it was so exciting as, as a moment there. It really was. I was like, oh, this is truly a, a Holy Spirit moment right here at Bar's Fest. Incredible. And such a blessed and anointed moment. And then for you to stay was, on with us, right? That was the co-creation part. Yes. She, she co-created with him, then you co-created, and then I co-created. But we all created a whole, it, I mean, it created something so new in all three of us, but not only the three of us, but all of those that were apart, that know the story, that, you know understands that everybody had to be in their place. And that's the thing that Holy Spirit is doing now. Mm-hmm. He's our yes opens the door for those types of things. Us uh, being obedient to and responsive to opens oh, those doors. And this is so good. I And this is the thing where I've really, as I've stepped into the yes, I mean, and I've walked in the yes, but I took another level since mm. Mars Fest. It would just, it launched yeah. me forward to where I don't, and I've said this, it doesn't matter what father asks, I'm going. And it doesn't matter how crazy. And here's an example. So my schedule's packed this month. And I, I'm down at Yuba City for the deliverance conference a couple of weeks ago. And I, of all the, I mean, I'm not always on the floor because we were doing deliverance sessions outside. So in the moment that I'm literally on the main floor with the teachings going on, a guy walks in and he's dressed kind of what I call Montana, Montana cowboyish, And he says, I came all the way down here to see you. Wow. And I said, from Montana? He goes, yes. He goes, I'll talk to you later, but I've got something I need to share. Well, this has ended up being where literally he says, I need you to come up and do an elk hunt with me. And he said, when can you come? And I said, well, the only place I have in my schedule is this Saturday, which is tomorrow, 11th to the 16th. He goes, that's God, because that's the only time I have. He says, I wow. need you to come. He says, there's something here. And he says, you need to come because there is a prophetic moment you're going to have. And I, at this point, I'm like, 
and honestly, with my schedule, I could argue myself out of this in half a second, trying quite frankly. But in the yes, you just say, sure. (laughs) Let's let's go. I have no idea what this adventure is going to be. Let's go. Let's go. And it's really profound when we step into that and let God guide us. I mean, even last year, he put me on this journey around the, and he's like, okay, I need you to deliver some Bibles. So I buy a case of Founders Bibles. And I don't even know where I'm going. I just have a list of people he's downloaded to me. Which, wow. And I've, I end up going from meeting with Mike Lindell. I end up going to sit at the dinner table with Ted Nugent. I end up over with the lieutenant governor in, I think it's South Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. I end up coming back. And without even these connections, I end up meeting with the vice president of the Navajo Nation. I mean, just like, wow, wow. that's God, right? And that's just Holy divine Spirit working through divine connections, bringing and weaving together this perfect tapestry of, of, of the glory of the kingdom, right? Amen. It's truly wonderful. Well, Pastor, like the more we talk, the more in awe I am of him, you know? <laughs> oh, it's the truth. We leave this and we, we just look at him and go in reverence. We go, my goodness, look how perfect this world is. And he is moving so boldly these days. Yeah. I I, I try so much to encourage people. It's like, just turn to him because he's downloading it. All he needs is your heart open. All he wants is your yes. And if you have your yes, he's going to give you things you can't even imagine right now. So it's pretty amazing. So this is that, this is that prophetic. This is what we call prophetic chatter. When you talk about how good he is Mm -hmm. and you're literally others can hear it and it creates worlds for them. It's creating um, you know, every time I listen to you, um, you know, on, on the, your podcast, I always, the voice, the Lord uses your voice in such an amazing way because it literally is expanding people. The, the, the way you articulate things allows people to hear things in a way that they haven't heard it before. It's not that they haven't heard it, but they're hearing it differently. Mm-hmm. because you're allowing the Holy Spirit to use your voice and you're creating like, is that really accessible to me? Yeah. That's what, that's what people are hearing when you, when, when you're talking, they're thinking I could have that. Is that something I could have access to? Mm-hmm. And that's what the prophetic chatter is doing. We're prophetically creating something for people to walk into because that's what God wants for them. Yeah. That's so good. That is so good. And it is, it is the, one of the things that has come out of the last six weeks, I keep trying to kind of shape this. This podcast begin heavy on political analysis and, mm-hmm. and, and understanding the bigger picture, which is just one of those giftings that God gave me from my life. And I find it now, and I tell people, it's like, I can look at all things now, and it really waters down to just a couple of things. And so I can give you all the analysis you want, but, in, but this is where our Holy Spirit touches us. Yeah, And, and it, it, it is a beautiful touching that it does because it literally simplifies our world. And we hear, and you start to look at your world so differently because the world becomes this circus of noise and confusion and chaos, which is truly right out of the devil. Distraction, and, distraction, distraction. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And all it takes is to sit and know that I am God, to be quiet and to listen and to look at him and say, here I am, Lord, send me. My heart is open. I shall be transparent before the throne. I shall be vulnerable before you. I shall let my heart be seen fully by you. Mm. And in those moments, everything transforms. And so it ends up being a function of love and, yeah. and breathing life. And when we do those two things, it's like, why not? I mean, 
I think I said this already today, but I, it was this morning's show where I just had in my heart, it's like, well, let's just do deliverance for a nation. What does that look like? I have no idea. But I know this. There's that, it has to be two components for deliverance for a nation. You have to have love and you have to have life. Yes. So let's breathe love and life into everybody in this nation. I don't know where that goes. I just know that God hears our prayers. And when we step into those places without the constraints, without the walls telling mm-hmm. us this is how you have to conform, I really think we st- we're beginning to tread into that spaces of greater works. Yes. And it's be- yes. because we're letting, we're saying, Lord, I believe and I have faith. So I'm just, I'm not going to limit you any more than I want to be limited. I'm going to work through you and say, this is how much I want. And that's literally where he, I think he truly encourages us, think bigger, go greater, and detach yourself from the things of this world and watch how I work with you. I, I, that's my personal. Oh, I'm so with you there because it's, it's like when you believe he's going to, he's going to give you reason to believe more, to believe higher, to believe for more. When you believe he's like, he's like, uh, just like any parent, right? Mm-hmm. When our kids trust us and believe in us, we want to be the best parents we, we can be. We want to give them that gift that they want that they can, they, they say, oh man, if I could have anything, I'm going to, I'd have that bike with the horn on it that you know that's motorized and 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 as a parent you're like oh man I, i'm gonna get them that i'm gonna get them five of them and then i'm gonna give them five more to give to their friends and that's how <laughs> he is that's that's literally how he is he's like just believe in me just uh, just, just believe, in believe in me and i will i will make your world so much bigger than you can possibly imagine and not only that that world is going to be so big that you're going to be able to pull family and friends into it. You're going to be able to pull people out of worlds that the that Holy Spirit doesn't want them in, that God never intended for them, that God wants them to be delivered from. But it's going to take you being willing to believe so that you can create a world that other people can come into and be pulled into as well. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> so good. Beautiful. So do you have a, a ministry per se that you, that is for everybody or is, is this your walk as, as you already described? Just curious because your, your, your message is so good. That's why I'm asking. I appreciate that. I am a pastor of Divine Apostolic Ministries um, in Dayton, Ohio. Um, and I'm also part of the Ascension Hub Network International um, under the leadership of Apostle Greg J. Davis. And so I do have a local ministry, but I have people um, that come in via Zoom and I have some people that actually come into my home. My church is actually in the home um, that the Lord gave to me. Um, And that in itself is a whole story, but I just thank God that he created a space for us um, to be able to fellowship together. So yes, I do have a local body I'm here in Dayton, Ohio. So I guess there's a couple questions that come to mind. How do, can people tune into you on Zoom and be part of that? Or is that just, uh, how do you handle that? Sure, they can. I actually have a Facebook um, page, um, Divine Apostolic Ministries Facebook page that I have not really used as much as I should. And I'm working on that. Um, but I think, actually, I think Michelle actually um shared it on her page the other day. Um, so I do have a Facebook page and I'm sorry. And I just posted all of my services, all of the services that we have up there. 
Um, so yeah, people can get in contact with me via Divine Apostolic Ministries um, in Dayton, Ohio, via Facebook, um, Facebook groups page. Well, why don't you, after this, why don't you send that link to me? We'll put it up under the podcast. I so, sure shall. Because that'd be, you, you have a wonderful message. And I think it's just so important that we, and that people want to connect. And that's part of the connecting and bringing in that greater body. And it would just be, I just encourage it because it's, it's the, the online interest is an interesting place because we do develop over time very real and very living relationships. It just Amen. takes a different form, right? I agree totally. I agree totally. That's um, the Ascension Hub Network International is that type of network. It's just bringing in people from all over the world. We have over 40 some odd nations with us now um, that are, we don't see each other physically, but we come together via Zoom and we receive the word and um, we share what the Holy Spirit is saying and what he's, there's a lot of prophetic activity, a lot of teaching and things like that. So I, you guys have kind of taken me to a whole nother direction with technology as far as um, using the internet to um, communicate and be connected. And I'm learning all the, the rumbles and all these, you know, different apps. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm glad you have your website, by the way. I absolutely love it. Oh, thank you. Love it. Love it. I love the um, communication that's happening there. Um, I love that people are sharing their heart and people are encouraging each other. And um, it's just, it's a beautiful platform. Oh, thank you. You know, it's, it's really interesting. And this is, I give a lot of credit to some amazing moderators that volunteer their time. We really work, I, and it's still a story of myself because it's probably one of the best testimonies in this whole thing. There was a young man that came into our online chat and he was uh, consumed with like the galactic empire and the alien beings. And, and every night, like I'd be talking and he would just like be posting all this stuff. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I'm just like losing my patience. So <laughs> I, the one thing that we made a commitment to in, in the moderators is that we would never ban somebody outright unless they were just openly just raw and rude, like, you know, cussing language or something nasty. But um, the, the, the worst that we would do, first of all, would be to give them a timeout and pause to reflect. But the idea is that we're trying to make a place where people can come to and we can meet them where they are. Yeah. And this young person um, would just happen to be like, just your, your chat would just get filled with like, you know, Space Force, Galactic Empire. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is getting... But the thing is, and I, I was kind of stepping in going, okay, and I, I got hold of the mods. I said, All right, I'm about ready to just terminate this guy. And they're like, no, please, just trust us. You do the show and you trust us. I said, okay, okay. we'll do that. So I did. And I watched the community wrap around him. And this is through online and constantly push back on him. Like, why don't you look at the scripture? Why don't you look at this? Okay. So, so approximately six months down the way, maybe eight. Late at night, near the end of chat, he gives a testimony online. And he says, I started out here as a, as a guy following Galactic Empire. And the more that I listened, the more that those things fell off in my life. Wow. And, and thanks to being here and listening to Scott, I've now accepted Jesus as my Savior. Amen. And I just talk about a humbling moment. You're like, oh, oh. Lord. You know, we need, and it's just a reminder, we need to meet people where they are. And so what's really happened, which is interesting in these, in these places online, is that as we have continued to pour love in, 
it's literally under the dimension of taking ground, of taking back the kingdom. Yes. And it's just another sense of land and territory, though it's digital, it's real, mm-hmm. because there's real interactions here. And so that's what ultimately, as the Lord has led me to learn and to observe, the power of online is greater than we've ever realized. And the beautiful thing is people are literally attending church, so to speak. They're getting the spirit. They're, they're living this through the comfort of their home and their lives. And so I was in kind of final note of this. I was talking to Pastor Dave Bryan one day. He was down at God Tidings Church. And I made the comment. I said, I do 17 to 18 shows a week. And I said, some people go to every one. And he gets quiet. He goes, you have people that attend <laughs> 17 to 18 programs a week? I said, yes. He goes, about how many is that? I said, oh, there's probably a core because it, it's far beyond out, offline. But I said, there's pro- probably a core of about 250, maybe 300. He goes, wow. Scott, I don't have a person <laughs> in this church that would come to 17 or 18 sessions, let alone watch them online. He said, that's something to note. And I, I'm like, yeah, that is. It's really, And it defines the community. And I think it defines the community when we inspire them. And as you've well articulated today, we've, we give them the roadmap to find it for themselves. Yes. And, and that's where I guess my biggest passion is. And one of the reasons God led me originally, which was not easy, by the way, to say like, oh, you're going to spill your life out online. And I'm like, uh, Lord, <laughs> there are certain things I don't want to share. And he's like, when you're through with me, you will share it all. Oof. And you will expose it. And this was the greatest lesson as I kind of wrap this around. It was James 5. And I think James 5, 9, James 5, it's, you shall give the testimony and witness before others, and therefore you shall be truly healed. Mm. And and it also what it's doing is it takes away anything the enemy has upon us. Yeah. So we walk into this place where it's the modeling for others to see how vulnerability works in kingdom. And as we become more vulnerable in him, the greater works in he do we get to experience. And it's just like... Okay, Lord, that's not how I was schooled, but it is all, I'm, I'm like all in, God, so let's go. I'm, I'm good with that. So I just We're that. unlearning. Yeah, we, <laughs> are, we are unlearning. He's downloading, but you know what the thing is, is that God allows us to recover. He recovers time for us. So oh, it's like we spent 30, 40 years learning it the world's way, and now we're learning it his way, and he's given it to us so fast. I mean, like, who I was a, a year ago compared to where I am today is is so is such a big difference because he is not restricted by time. Mm. And so the time that I feel like I've wasted, he has given me back so much so fast. Mm. And I thank God that we're not restricted to the time part. Oh, so good. So that is we're so not restricted good. to the time part. We can, he can just take a moment like this. And someone hear three seconds of it, and it shifts everything because he's attached to it. This is true. Our, our prophetic chatter is releasing him into the airways. <laughs> so I good. Love it. I do. It's exciting. And that time thing is that's a whole nother show we'll have to get into at some point. I do want you back because it's wonderful. You are truly anointed and blessed to be here. And so I'm going to ask you something today. We always close with a prayer, and I would be deeply moved and honored if you would lead our prayer today. I would love to. 
Father God, we just thank you for your goodness and for your mercy, for your love and your kindness. We thank you, God, for your long suffering. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are a healer and a deliverer. Lord, we thank you, Father God, that we are seeing with your eyes now. We thank you for giving us new revelation, Lord. And Lord, we no longer look back on our lives and moan and groan and, and sit in dismay. But Lord, we're sitting in awe of you in this moment. In this moment, we are open to receive all that you have for us. In this moment, we see that you are bigger than anything that we could have ever imagined. We see now that we sit in the center of who you are, that you are an omnipresent God. You're here and there at the same time. You're an omnipotent God. You are all powerful. And because you are, there are no restrictions on my life outside of those I put on myself. We walk in the capacity, Lord, that you have given us now. We no longer moan and groan and worry and stress, God, but we're excited about what you're doing in the earth. We're excited that you're allowing us to co-create with you, that you're inviting us into your world, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the assignments that you have put on our lives and those that you have divinely connected to us. God, we thank you, Lord, for Scott and for Leah and Michelle and for Hannah and for all those that stand along with them, Nikki, and just so many others, God, that you've put in place, God. We thank you for all of the family members, um, part of Barnes Nation, God, and how you're using them to spread your love across the wave lines, across the world. People are coming to know who you are, Lord, because we're connecting divinely. Lord, I pray against all those things, the things of the past, the things that said, I can't do this, or I'm not capable of doing this. I block the enemy on every side. We rebuke every word curse. We take back possession of that which you have promised to us, of that which you have for us. We come out of agreement with the enemy and we say yes to your will and to your way. We say yes to your plans and your purposes. Lord, I thank you that we can rejoice now that we can have joy now because we see you anew. And because we see you anew, we see ourselves anew. We thank you for being your new creation. We thank you, Father God, for all of those, God, that said a word of prayer for us, that stayed on the wall for us until we could get to this place for ourselves. I pray over every individual that hears this prayer that you will know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God loves you and he has a place in his kingdom for you. And in that place, there is healing and deliverance and love and peace and hope. Lord, we say thank you and we say yes. No longer hearers of your word, Lord, but doers. No longer in this realm, God, but in your invisible realm, Lord. Wanting everything that you want to show us, God. Lord, we take off the humanity hat. We take off the blinders that the world has put on us because of circumstances and situations. And we step into your spirit realm, Lord, so that we could see our lives as you see it. 
so that we begin to hear your solutions for our lives. Lord, I pray that you take off the, 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 the sound barriers, that you unplug ears and that you open up eyes to see in the spirit realm so that while we live on this earth, not of it, but live in it, that we're living it through you, that we're living it with you guiding us and you giving us the answers and you connecting us with the people that you wanna connect us with, Lord. Lord, we break away from and turn away from anything, Father God, that keeps us from hearing and seeing clearly. No longer man's words, but your words. Lord, we pray even that the word of God becomes life to us even the more, that not just words on a page, but a life that we live, a supernatural thing that we create because that's what you have ordained for us, the greater works we desire so that you might be glorified in and through each and every one of our lives. For those that sit in doubt, Lord, I pray even now, God, that the spirit of doubt is broken, that the seeds that have been planted here by Scott, Lord, that it begin to, 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 to grow and to prosper and become fruitful and multiply. And for every single person attached to this ministry, I pray even now, God, that you bless the land that you have given to them the homes that you have given to them, that they'll be anointed to do your work and that your kingdom will continue to grow, God, as they go forward and give you a yes in their lives. We pray over families, that unity comes, that healing comes, that forgiveness comes, Lord, that we'll see each other as you see us, God, and love each other accordingly and that that oneness will tear down every wall and will defeat the enemy on every side. We thank you for the healing. We thank you for deliverance. We thank you for your hope. We thank you for your spirit that dwells on the inside of us. And we say yes to your will and to your way. Have your perfect way, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Wow, it's a beautiful prayer. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. What a wonderful show today. I'm just really just blessed to have you here. Just amazing and so blessed that you came to Bards Fest and just I think this just begins a puts a pin in a moment of time that's gonna see a lot of great fruit come from this. And I'm I'm Amen. I'm really looking forward to talking to you more and seeing where that goes. So it's really beautiful. So thank you and I look forward as well. Well, Pastor Devonese, you have a very blessed day. Thank you for taking the time and thank you for sharing your heart. You do the same. Toodles. So Patriots, that was Pastor Devonese. She's just an amazing voice and is really touched with the Holy Spirit and just walks in her anointments. Really blessing to have her on. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war, so walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom, subdue the enemy, mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price 
bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words 
In God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.